transformation starts in your mind. What you think is what you feel is, is what, what you, you do. do. I'm Suman Mangra. And I'm Rose Body. Welcome, Welcome to Mind Your, your Thoughts Podcast. Podcast. Welcome to Mind Your Thoughts podcast. In today's episode, we will be talking about mind your BS belief systems. Now, you're probably wondering, what a weird title for a topic. (laughs) Um, What I would say is that um, a lot of us have um, different beliefs. So it's our system that... um, it's how we think about the world around us. And a lot of us, it's we don't realise how it is actually constructed. That system of beliefs that we have is constructed from when we start, when we were born, from our families, from our peers, what we see in society. And so that's why we've said the BS before system, which is, um, I would say, some people would say, well, no, my belief system isn't BS, but have you ever taken the time to actually look into it and think, is what I believe really true? Now, I have taken that time to do that. And I know Suman, who is with me, has done that as well. And um, that was one of the reasons why we decided to talk about this uh, topic. So, Suman, what's your thoughts, <laughs> as we always say? Oh, my thoughts. Where can I start on this topic, hey? Um, gosh, I think it's something that all of our episodes have echoed somewhere or another. There will be traces of us talking about this. And the reason why we've obviously decided on this topic is because we realise we haven't, like, called it out as such yet. And I think this is a good timing for us. Um, yeah, so, of course, uh, a lot of the work I've done in the space of, like, mindset, psychology, law of attraction, it's all linked to what you truly believe and you believe on that inner level. And a lot of the work I feel like has been about this rewiring the mind for success that I I focus on in my work. Um, It is all around reforming these belief patterns and these beliefs we might be carrying about ourselves and others and about things in general. So my thoughts on it is, as I've learned more and more and the more people I've worked with, a lot of us, and I was definitely one of these people, I probably still am a bit like this, if I'll be honest, we really hold on to our beliefs in such a like a precious, like, um, (laughs) uh, what do they call it when it's on a pedestal? Because we're so precious about our belief systems and what we believe. And we truly believe our truth is the truth. And that's it. And when I worked through the my NLP course for the neuro linguistic programming, we came across this ideology about every truth is the truth. And there could be some truth in something that's not been disproven. So even when we think about supernatural things like, you know, God, religion, ghosts, um, people are like, is it true or not? You know, do you believe in ghosts? Do you believe in God? Well, at the end of the day, you may believe in it or you might not believe in it, but there's no categorical way to say, is it right or wrong? So sometimes we do ourselves more favours by being like, what if it is true? And it's about having that open mind. But 
like I said, along my, along the way, some people that I've seen, or sometimes even on social media, I've just seen some people carrying such belief systems that I find, wow, they think that way, they believe that. Um, and it's just really hardwired into them. And I had a, nearly an argument with somebody online once when they're like, no, this is my opinion and this is my belief and this is how I look at things. It's not something that's been put onto me by the world. And I was just like, hmm, you'd like to believe your beliefs are your own, but believe you me with the work I've done. <laughs> My belief is <laughs> that it's not your own beliefs. Even my own beliefs, I've come to realise over the years, they're not my own. They've come to me from um, what we call, again, in, in NLP uh, world. Your Everybody has a map of their own world, your map of the world. Our map of the world is constructed from our upbringing, our culture. It could be genes. It could be nature versus nurture. So genetics play a part, the way people around us who are care primary caregivers are what their beliefs are will be imposed onto us from day one. Um, and then as you're getting a bit older, TV, what you're breeding, your peers, the schools, you go to the teachers, what they feed you, all those things will start shaping your belief systems in one way or another. So are we do really have our own belief systems? What are your thoughts on that part, Rose? Well, I think there's a bit of both. Mm. I think you can become an independent thinker. And when I say that, your, your thoughts are constructed also through your values. And then you've come to the point where you value something and you say, yes, because I value that. And I'm, I'm not just talking about through experience because some people, this is where I say that this, it's both sides because you could believe something because of the experience. So, uh, for example, not an, a not a very good example. Well, it's a good example, but it's not really the example I would have wanted to use. But it's the first thing that came into my head, where um, a woman would have had a really bad experience within a relationship and said, "I do not. I no longer want to um, date a certain type of man." whether he to decide that they don't want to rate, um, date within their own race anymore or they don't want to rate, date somebody who is looks like a particular type of man or he particularly does a particular type of work. And vice yeah. versa, the same as a man saying the same thing, I'm never going to have that type of woman again. Yeah. Because, but that's based on experience. That's not necessary. That's what I would say would be a bit of a BS belief because not everybody would actually give that person that experience, although they may look like or behave like or come from a particular area. Do you understand? However, I totally agree with what you're saying. Yeah. If you have, if you now become independent and say, well, yes, I had a bad experience there. However, I want to find someone with these values and my beliefs is about the values more than the experience that I had. That is more independent because you were saying, okay, well, I will look for somebody who val who matches my values, but you also have to know your values at the time to then to be able to say, well, that's what you want and you mm -hmm. believe in that. So it's not that, that belief in that is, is a, I suppose, kind of slightly different. It's, mm. do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I like where you're going with this because you're definitely yeah making me see that side of it it's true and like I even said I have a belief around belief systems that in itself is me carrying a belief and that yes. doesn't mean is that right or wrong but for me I believe it so it's true to me yeah. but it's I have to say with the work with everything I've just shared and what you've just said as well I think it's just getting to that stage and that caveat which is a very 
certain point that only certain people get to, I feel, to really reflect. And, you know, we've talked about this before as well, haven't we, about the whole self-awareness. Once we improve and increase our own self-awareness, once we can sit there and know that, you know, even these beliefs I'm carrying, I own it and I own <laughs> the fact that I'm carrying this belief. But understanding even then that belief might not be that accurate, it might not be true, it might not be correct, it might not be the truth. Um, but being okay with that as well, like not necessarily being like, oh, I need to live in this like confused world now that what is true. It's like, yeah, carry your belief systems, but just know that just wherever that's come from, there's other ways to look at stuff. I do some sessions at my workplace at the moment where um, we we talk about shifting perspectives and looking at things from another point of view mm. and a whole, um, you know, any like what I said earlier, any truth can be a truth. And it just mm -hmm. gives us a bit of an open mind of looking at things in a bit of a different way, which can help us have a more like, again, open mind. It helps us create better solutions to things. It helps us have better relationships when we can see things from other people's point of views. And it's just about having this like side of it. But I think another area I want to delve into, and I know I'm kind of switching, but feel free to go back into what we were talking about. Um, this area of limited beliefs is something that we do a lot in the coaching field. Mm -hmm. And this is where this whole BS belief systems come from, because some of the beliefs that we carry for ourselves and others are total and utter, like you've just given that example, totally silly, so much nonsense. And anyone else hears it, it's like, where's that come from? But for that person, it, they hold it so true. You know, that little thing that you just said as well about some people who don't want to date a certain type of person. I even mm -hmm. know someone who specifically said to me, oh, I do not want to date a Taurus. And now I'm a Taurus myself, but they were talking about men. Taurus <laughs> men are a certain type. And I thought, wow, what a generalised statement to make. Yeah. And that, that is so so true of what you said. But the thing is that the limiting in that is that it limited it limits, should I say, our opportunities and our, our yeah. options. So the, the belief itself is there and it only becomes limiting because it where it puts you as an individual what does it, it stops you having that as I say experience with that other people but then you know you've got this thing that you can then go by your experience and then build another belief based on that experience so we have to be careful this is where we have to be open-minded and understand that are we believing this because we had pain or we're believing it because it was great do, do you know what I mean because we mm. have to remember within our beliefs it's not just about the belief itself it's about how we uh, attach ourselves to it whether it was a good thing or a bad thing and this is what happens I mean obviously as a child's constructing children do the same thing that's why you know sometimes we've got um you know, you know when we do we've got behaviors that we do because those those behaviors have become a belief to say well if i if i don't say anything so you know people will grow up and they'll come to the point well i don't challenge anything i won't challenge anything because if i don't challenge everything everybody will be happy with me that's probably mm. from childhood and that's where we've constructed those beliefs from childhood and we take that into our adult our adult life you say i don't challenge anything because then i'll be liked then my parents will be happy with me. Then my so do you know what I mean? And then that's where we end up with a, a limiting belief because then mm -hmm. you go into the adult world and then you mm -hmm. never change anything. You then yeah. And I think that same child does it then in school. They'll do it in their workplace. They'll do it with their future relationships. Yeah, that's right. that and I have to say I I have been in that 
uh, position. Yeah, same I, I, I myself was, my belief was that I was not good enough. And because mm. of that, obviously before coming into the space of doing uh, personal development, realising and becoming aware of my own self and these beliefs, because I didn't know I had them, mm. I was aware of them. But when I started to become aware of, aware of them, what I found is that I realised that I believe that because I wasn't good enough, I didn't try to have a better job. I just went for something that I thought I could believe I could have. Mm. But the thing I really wanted, I didn't go for. I did that with relationships. I did it practically in every area of my life because that belief now became the limiting belief. It was a belief that was helping me probably prior as a child because, you know, we construct things that we think help us. We don't just construct these BS beliefs. We and actually at the beginning they're not BS. They tend to be actually um, <laughs> helping us in a particular yeah. area. You no, know, it's it's something that we have to say. Yeah, I agree with that. I think there's something inside us which is because it's supporting something. It's uh, helping in some way. That's why did. it gets constructed because it's serving something somewhere. Exactly. However, everything has two sides. Yeah. Mm. So maybe at a particular point it was serving and then it comes to a point where it's no longer serving. Yeah, and it's sabotaging more than serving. Exactly. It's because you've moved away, you've 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 actually grown in particular ways. So that's no longer helping you. So it's then becomes limited. So we have to say that these beliefs that we construct, they don't start off as BS beliefs. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's just about again it's all about I think as people get some people call it quote unquote woke enlightened but it's just yeah. about this increased awareness like I was saying once you have more awareness you start reflecting on what why do I feel the way I feel about this thing why is this thing triggering me why why have I got emotions attached to certain things and then you can start exploring the realm of what belief do you hold around this thing uh, I it's also actually reminded me of the first time and I know you and me have both done the new um, new insights life coaching course and even though it's many years ago I'm sure you all remember this as well because I know you did this with me when I took coaching sessions with you back then about the whole if um if a certain belief has four legs it's it's like a table with four legs we need to break those legs in order to remove that belief so what is holding this belief up yeah (laughs) And, and and then removing those and then replacing it with a better serving belief and I think it was when I came into the coaching spaces when I actually started assessing and reviewing my beliefs about certain things and that's been a continuous journey which I'm still on because there are still things that along the way I've created new beliefs but again are they still valid have they redundant now and I think we need to keep on this continued journey don't we once we understand this side of it and I think this is the biggest thing it's about we brought up this topic today for our audience because we're all about how can we build more potential how can we do more and be more have more all of that and limiting beliefs that hold us back sabotage us get in the way keep us crippled we create these own cages that we're in that we don't even know we're in this cage and it's created by ourselves and we're the only ones who has the key to get out it's just an interesting concept when you start to working with the world that you and me work in and not only assessing our own beliefs but when we start seeing other people's beliefs coming up in the conversations we have i suppose a lot of thing is about being open-minded mm. You know, more than being closed-minded, because closed-minded is where the limiting comes in. But yeah. exploring those beliefs, saying like there's there's a 
book by a lady. I read this when I first started coaching by a lady from America called Byron Katie, and it's called Loving What Is. Um, but in there, there is, um, she's got an exercise where you have a belief and she'll ask it, is that true? And then if you still say yes, you know, well, why is that true? And that's something of exploring your beliefs. So you may be, you know, someone may be listening now and you have certain beliefs and you might be thinking, well, they used to serve me or they, they well, I think it's still, it's still valid now. But ask yourself, well, is it valid? And if you're still saying yes, you say, well, is that really true? I mean, I do this to myself all the time because if I'm something I mean, I'm not doing that because we all go down that road. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, well, why am I not doing that? Is that really true? If I do that, this is going to happen. How do I know? <laughs> How do I know? It's That's such a happen. good exercise. I recommend anybody listening now write that one down. Um, and I'm definitely going to be doing that one. And I have heard of it before in a slightly different context, but the same gist of it of how to sit, you know, validate if the belief, um, you know, is accurate or not. The truth is that all beliefs are constructs of the mind. We as humans construct them and they really don't have any basis other than they serving something somewhere, like we just said. And it's about just keeping on top of it for ourselves to see, is it still serving us? And I think sometimes we miss this bit and we keep on continuing to have beliefs that don't serve us. And you know, we're not here to say to people don't have beliefs because they're BS. It's just to understand because they're made up by us, we can change them. Don't mm-hmm. make them so rigid for yourself that you restrict your life and limit yourself, as we said. And, you know, you've got to keep yourself in a, a, a flexible, fluid space. A bit mm-hmm. like I love Bruce Lee's example when he says, be like water, whatever vessel mm-hmm. you're in shape to that vessel's shape. Um, you know, if you're fluid in life, you're more flexible again just reiterating the whole open-minded side of it absolutely what you said earlier Rose you have more opportunities you have less limitations you're then going to explore more you'll take more risks but I think this is where it comes down to why why do we have why do we create these constructs that don't serve us it all comes from a space of just wanting to protect ourselves I've talked about this in previous episodes too, but you know, when we've talked about it before about subconscious mind is sometimes safeguarding us. It doesn't want us to take risks. It's, Mm. it's, it's predominantly there to keep us protected and safe and for survival instincts. So Mm. I think uh, for me, for the work that I've done, my reflection is this about, it it seems to be there for that reason. It's it's just protecting us and we're trying not to get hurt or we don't want to get burnt again, as they say, like once bitten, twice shy, we hold back if by by certain beliefs um but yeah I, I maybe um it'll be good if Rose you could share some kind of um techniques or the ones like the exercise you've just shared something similar to that that you may have worked with a client at all in the past where you've maybe turned them around and made them see something in a different way and believe, change their belief system on something if you've got us if you've got an example it would be great to hear I, su- I suppose I, I'm not even thinking of um, not even thinking of um, you know parties you know clients that I've worked with. I can even think of my examples in my own life, but it's yeah. the, the, the case of one of the things that I think through all the reading I've done, I've always said that any belief that anyone has, if you sit down and think to yourself that I believe this, it could be true for I could think it's true for me. 
in the same way, I could ask you and you say, well, it's not true for you, but is that wrong? So I always say to myself, one of the best ways to turn things around is actually look into it and speak to even speak to someone and say to them, you know, I actually believe this and listen to what they have to say about the same thing. And it may be opposing to you, to your opinion, but listen to why they've said and then actually mm. sit down and then do the exercise that I said previously and then go into and saying, well, why is it true for me? Then, And that's where you'll find where it's serving you. And from you find where it's serving you, if it's no longer serving you or it's, do you know what? Whether it's negative or positive, it's serving you. Do you know that? So mm-hmm. it's either stopping yeah. you from doing something that you don't want to do, yeah, mm. or keeping you in a situation that if you come out of that situation, you may not know what to do. So it's keeping you where you need to be, whether it's positive or negative. We have to always remember it it, it sounds kind of counterintuitive, but that's what happens. It's keeping you safe, whether it's negative or positive. It's just that you get to a point where you outgrow that situation and then it looks like it's probably not, it's keeping you stuck. Yeah. I would say that is actually exploring that, ask other people what they think. I Mm. believe this. And tell them why. If you can't tell them why, that's when you know that belief is from <laughs> society because that's not mm. someone else told you. It's not really yours. That's how you mm. can define whether a belief is yours or not. Because if you don't know why you believe it, because my dad told me or my mom told me or my sister said it was that way or I saw it on the TV, it's not mm. really your belief. But if you yeah. can say to them, well, actually... For example, I believe that there's no right or wrong, yeah? Because Mm -hmm. what's right for me, this is my belief, what's right for me may be wrong for you and vice versa. So therefore, I don't think there is a wrong where my partner would probably argue with me saying, no, that's you can't (laughs) say that, there's got to be a wrong. But actually, I could say to you, I'm going to go and do, I don't know, you know, I, I, I think that I should do a particular thing. And you could say, well, actually, I think that's dangerous, but it might mm. be dangerous to you because you've experienced that and it was dangerous and I've not experienced and I think, and I've experienced it, but it didn't come out the same result for me. Do you see what I'm saying? So yeah. is that right or wrong? Now, that's my belief, but somebody else may think, well, no, that's not because somebody told me that's because I've had, I have actually seen that experience in my life. I've said to somebody that I believe a certain thing and they were like, no, you cannot do that. That's going to go wrong. And in my life, it did not go wrong. It actually worked perfect. So therefore, yeah. I, well, actually, there's no right or wrong. I love that example because that is something I definitely resonate with and I've definitely grown up with and it's definitely still happening in my life, in my family. I hear these conversations a lot. Like one person has their thoughts on how they want to do something and somebody else will always have their opinion and thoughts on it that actually, know, in my time, this, or if, you know, if it was me, I'd do this. And it's like, but that's not you. So don't worry about what they're doing. But, but yeah, it happens so much. And sometimes people are successful in shifting our belief about ourselves. And again, positive or negative um, because of their own beliefs that they've got for themselves. Um, or their beliefs that they hold for you. Uh, something I think might be a relevant part to put this in now. Um, 
something that we came across again with my NLP training was around a lot of the success in your coaching client will come from merely from you believing that they can achieve it. That That's half the work done when you have belief. The energy you'll give that person in the way you speak to them will always channel that kind of message through your even just the, your tone, your behavior, your body language communicates that you believe they can do it. But if you trying to help somebody and you don't believe they can do it, there's more chance of them not being successful in what they're doing because there's also this element of your energy that's kind of and your belief system that's impacting them. So always believe in the potential of the people you're working with and you'll see a lot better results. And I found that quite fascinating that even your beliefs in itself, not even just the work you're doing and the practical side of it, the beliefs you hold about what how far that person can go will impact them. So can you imagine in the families and the workplaces when you have people who always think, I don't trust that person with that job. I don't think they're going to do a good job with that. I don't, you know, I don't think they've got, I don't believe they've got the skill set for it. It's it's just hold yourself back and you're holding other people back. But and one person listening to you will sit there saying, yeah, you're probably right then. Even though they might have originally had a bit of courage and belief in themselves, could be fizzling out their light, you know, by being this way. And vice versa, people, we might be allowing people to fizzle out our light because of the beliefs they're carrying about us or themselves and projecting on us. So, you know, yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure you've experienced this in your life too. That That's very interesting you say that because there's, there's two sides to this, right? Imagine that person, I've actually been in this situation myself, imagine that person in that situation and somebody believes that you cannot do the thing that they say they want you to do. So they already have written you off, basically. Yeah. But your belief is that you can do it anyway, no matter what they say. Yeah. yeah? That changes the outcome for that person and for you. Because yeah. your belief is so strong that you can do it, although that person doesn't believe you can. If, you're strong, if your belief is, is stronger than that, that person's opinion, you will actually get a good results. Yeah. You know what that just reminded me of? Uh, a lot of the um, like successful people and motivational people I listen to, it always stems from this kind of a thing. They're like some, somebody, I, I was successful in the ABC because someone once upon said to me, I wouldn't be, I'm not, I can't do this. I'm not going to ever do it. So it's almost to prove them wrong. It lit a fire in the person and then encouraged them and motivated them to do it. And I, I think you have to be such a more of an evolved person and such a strong-minded person to keep on track and strengthen that belief more in allowing to, you know, prove someone wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, I just feel like a person can sometimes put you in a sink or swim situation in these cases where they might project themselves onto you, make you feel a certain way, but if you decide and be determined that you want to continue going and strengthen your own belief about yourself and not let that person impact you, then you'll swim. But you can easily sink as well if you allow that person's thoughts to cloud your judgment and your beliefs. And then it can be that more drowning and sinking side of it. Well, do you know something? I always look at it, and again, this is my belief, is that I'm, I'm not trying to prove a person wrong. I'm trying to prove myself right. So if someone says to me, oh, Rose, you cannot do, I don't know, you can't ride that bike or you will never be able to ride that bike. 
and I think I can. I've got to prove myself right. So, yeah. yes, as I'm proving myself right, I'll prove them wrong. And because I've not, because before I'd think in the way of proving that person wrong, and that's more struggle. That's how I, but that's my belief. Yeah. So I think, okay, the easier way is to prove myself right and not to prove that person, um, not to try to prove that person wrong. Now, I actually can give you an example of this. I don't know if, if the people listening and if I've ever said this before, um, it's, it's nearly, it's nearly 10 years as well. Yeah. It's coming up to nearly 10 years now. I, I actually went to learn to become a drive, um, a bus driver. And at that time, the, the, the gentleman who was training me said I was absolutely useless and that <laughs> I would not be able to pass the test. Yeah. And this was actually the day before the test. He, he decided that I was not going to pass and he felt that I shouldn't actually go through it. Um, and he marched me off to the office to speak to somebody in a higher position. And I was like, actually be on my head I am actually going to pass now I don't think they believed me because what transpired was that everybody did made a bet that I wasn't some made a bet that I wasn't going to pass and some made a bet that yeah. I won but I knew I was going to pass because my belief was I have to prove myself correct okay now I would say to you this is where we have a positive belief because my belief yeah. in myself was so strong that I would be able to pass a test. Now, we mm -hmm. don't know what's going to happen on the day. Anything could happen. But I was still in that belief that I was going to do this. And I passed. And I actually passed with very little minors doing this test. Because my belief in myself was so, so strong and that I had to prove that what I believe about me was more important than what I believe that that person was saying about me. Yeah. So therefore I had to pass and I did pass. And that's the, the that is the power of a belief. So imagine if that belief, if my belief was the other way around that, that person is right about me. I cannot do this. The power of that belief would have been just as strong and I may have failed yeah. Is that where I'm going? So, but I made it about my belief was so strong about myself that I had to prove myself right. In as opposed of looking outside of myself, I kept it and look inside of, and actually use that to look inside. And that's a bit of a strategy because most of us nowadays, our mm. beliefs and even what we watch on TV tell us to look outside of ourselves. And that mm. is where we end up with a lot of negative and limiting beliefs and the BS beliefs we're looking at because it's about looking outside. But if you can try to look inside, which is, it is comes down, this comes down to work. This comes down to actually um, becoming a bit more aware. And people who are at the mm. beginning of this, you will, you will be in a space where saying that you, you want change and this is the start of your awareness. So, you know, we may be talking about more advanced stuff, but if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I do want change, but you're not sure, you're already starting in that process. Yeah. So mm. that, that's what we say. But yeah, that's how strong a belief can be. My belief in myself was so strong that I had to pass. 
And that's what you're talking about with with your clients as well. If you have a client and you think, oh, this client is really, really difficult, what do you think is going to happen? And they already think that they may be difficult. The two of you have got very similar beliefs. That's the result. Difficulty. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? When you were just calling it a strategy, it was in my head to call it, this is a key technique and a tip that we give listeners. Um, This is the way you can actually almost, I don't always like using this word, but I think it's relevant here. Manipulate your beliefs in that way where it serves you because the reason why belief systems are BS, they're all constructed. So construct them in a way that serves you then is what I'd say. And that's how I try to work with people as well because I'm like, well, if any belief system can be right or wrong, if any belief system can serve you or, you know, even if it's the most deluded thing that you might think that you're believing, believe it. If it's something that's positive and that's going to do good for you to believe it, what, what's the harm? So use it in a way where it is positive for you and it's not limiting you, seen as, oh, you know, it might, you know, like I said, it could be delusional. Like there's a lot of people out there that believe that they're not good enough. It's a massive one worthiness uh believing that they can't do something or they're not capable to do something and it reminds me of that famous saying of um henry ford whether you say that you can or whether you say you can't either way you're right that's correct and so this is where a person thinks that they can do something and they believe it they'll be able to do it because purely because they believe it when a person believes they can't they won't be able to do it and they they they, they're making their own bed they're having to lie in their own bed because they're choosing to believe that. So yeah. if you can choose your beliefs, why would you not just choose beliefs that are going to be better for you and serve you? You know, and I find this has been an interesting part of my journey of what I've been reflecting on and growing and developing in myself and in others that I work with. Uh, it's such a fascinating thing, for sure. The thing is that, you know, you just uh, made a really valid point. If we can construct construct our own beliefs why wouldn't we construct beliefs that are favorable and take us in the direction of where we want to go well there's this thing is that in society they this is what they say in psychology as well and i have to say it's not really my belief but <laughs> it's what they in psychology <laughs> is, is that we like we as humans like to make things difficult <laughs> however, 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 I I would then say this again, we're talking about beliefs and this is my belief. It's not something I'm saying, I'd, I'm happy for you don't believe. If you don't believe what I believe, I'm happy for that. If you do, I'm happy for that. Do you know, that's the same a bit like what Henry Ford says about if you can, if you can't, mm. you're right. If you say you can, you're right. So yeah. I, my belief is that that's my belief. If you... If you resonate with it, great. If you don't, great. It's still great. That reminds me of something that my husband says a lot to some of his clients. So he works a lot in the mental health field. And there is times that he's working with a lot of clients that have got certain mental health issues. And it might include them having certain hallucinations or paranoia and certain, you know, things that may or may not be accurate. Again, I always say may because it might be true because it's true for them, just because it's not true mm-hmm. for us. But he always says, and it's got such an interesting line, I always hear him saying, I believe that you believe that you saw that. I believe that you believe it. And yeah. he'll always say it that way, in a way, to still support them, 
even yes. if you didn't agree with what their belief is and what they think they saw or what they think is happening. Yes, that that is, that is correct. And um, the the thing the thing is that, as I said, it's it's one of those things that we all have we all have beliefs, and they will be right for you, and they'll be wrong for someone else. Yeah, we have to remember that that's the, that that is the way it it is but one of the the points i was saying before we we you told me about um rich was in psychology they say that we we automatically go towards the negative mm. but i my thing is that when a baby is born and a child is small how how if we automatically go to negative if this is a a true thing why doesn't that baby automatically do everything negative mm. not a learned isn't it a learned behavior now as i said that's just me looking learned at learned behavior as well as just adding their learned beliefs yeah exactly so we learn things from other people so other people around us would say well this is my experience and so it's negative so then we've learned this is where we've learned our beliefs from the people around us you know i i mean i can give you another example of that personal i grew up with my grandma and my grandma said women don't do certain jobs. Now, I always like, I loved dancing and I would have wanted to be a dancer, but I ended up being a coach. Same. Same. <laughs> exactly. So imagine she said that's not appropriate because in her world, at her time, that was not an appropriate type of work. And yeah. then obviously being black female as well, she would say that I wouldn't be able to do certain jobs. Now, in if she was alive now, She'd probably be like, "What's going on?" <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because many people are doing many different jobs, and it doesn't matter what race or you know what race, color, creeds, you know, gender they are. People are doing different jobs, but that yeah, they always call it breaking the mold, don't they? Exactly, that was her belief at that time. But did it mean it was a right belief? Did it mean it was a wrong belief? Because in her world at that time, it was probably correct. But in our world now, it would probably be incorrect. Mm. But do you, do you see what I mean? So, again, the same as the negativity, we're told that we automatically go to negative. So, therefore, we don't construct the things that are, are good. But I mm. don't believe that because if you speak to a child when they're very small before they come into mm. school and you ask them, they believe they can do everything and anything. That's right. They're a lot more risk takers. Yeah. Exactly. And they, you know, they know how to get a person to do anything they want without manipulation. Think about it. <laughs> you know, I, I think I've heard somewhere else. I think Mel Robbins talks about this as well, and she talks about babies are only scared of two things: they're scared of yeah. falling, they have a fear of falling, and they have a fear of loud noises. Yeah, and anything else mean. that's a fear that's been embedded in their belief system is from their surroundings. That's and correct. Around them, yeah. Or only the only the only two beliefs we were all born with are loud noises and the fear of falling. And if you if you've had to when well obviously you're gonna have a little one, so you will know that now. Yeah. But anybody who's listening who's had children, they know that you can see that if if 
if something loud, you ba- you bring your baby home and somebody bangs a door, you see the child circle. It, it, mm. Automatically, and if it's in your hands and it feels like it's going to fall, it'll automatically put out its hands to grab with a yeah. baby. So therefore, that has to be the only two things that fear of everything else is learned. And that becomes part of our belief system. And, yeah. and so that's why I said it's, it's because of the way we have been molded within society, why mm-hmm. we don't construct that, those positive beliefs, even about ourselves, even like I was talking about me believing that I could do something. Many years ago, I wasn't like that because, as I said, I've had a lack of um, belief in myself. I didn't think I was good enough. But on the opposite, you would say, well, how did you get from there to here? (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. So the process that I did, I didn't even realise I was doing that. I made a decision. I truly just made a decision to decide that I wasn't going to believe all that I believed prior to the age of 35 because it hadn't served me. I I wasn't in the place I wanted to be. I wasn't seeing the things around me that I said I wanted when I was young. So I decided those those beliefs are no good for me now. So I'm not going to believe that I'm going to try to construct something new. It wasn't easy, but I had to put myself in places that were uncomfortable because they were not familiar. And that's how I... May that's how I end up um, constructing new beliefs because obviously what's happened is that going in these new scenarios, they were if they were positive, that's easy. You then construct the new belief easily because they were positive, but where they weren't as positive or it was more of a struggle, that took more of a time. But again, it was because I made a decision to myself, and whether it was hard or easy, I had made that decision. Does that make sense? Yeah, I absolutely love that example you've given. And the reason for that is this is the, a lot more of the inspired examples that the world needs is the truth. Because I think that there is so much negativity around us in the world, even in the work that I do. And I know, again, it comes from a belief system I've created at somewhere along the way in my experience. So by no means is this the truth. But my opinion and my beliefs based on my experience is mm-hmm. that a majority of the world and majority of people around us um, have been brought up in a negative way and we've learned it because people before them were also negative and that's the only resources they had to go by to have this negative protective way of being and the negative mindset is so much more predominant in the world that a lot of us trying to wade through this world with our crazy way that they look at us saying how are you so happy and positive or how come you believe that there's good in the world it's like that's actually so much in shorter supply loosely speaking Uh, and so when we find people like you and me and people who are in this world and speak this way and think differently they can help you evolve your thinking patterns and your belief patterns about yourself and it's all about like we talked about it before you become average of the people you hang around with and this is the reason why because you will adopt their beliefs and then they adopt your beliefs and it's a ripple effect and if you're around a lot more people who think negatively be negative i.e even when they say don't watch the news when watching so much news and you're watching a lot of negative things that they're showing you on the news because face it news will always try and show you that again startling news and the whole shocking news and all these things that oh my god a really bad thing has happened because that's what they call sensationalized um, and mm-hmm. that's the purpose of news to make things sometimes even the boringest thing that comes across them they can exaggerate it and put bells and whistles on it and it'll get your attention but 
you don't realize it's it's impacting your programming it's impacting your belief systems and so it's impacting things like fear um something else that came in my mind when you was talking about the whole baby scenario and that example for example my my nephew nieces like um when they first came to our house and we've got a dog they were a bit fearful because my sister's got a massive fear of dogs and she's got a fear of dogs because once upon a time she's been chased by a dog when she was younger now these are the kids though they've not been chased by a dog yeah they've adopted this fear of dogs because they've learned it from their mum. it also happens when children get fear of spiders and things like that um (laughs) I know about that one with my yeah. children because I don't particularly like them myself. Yeah. And they, they have the same fear, which is really, yeah, it's because we, they, they're never going to learn what we, children mirror. What we, and yeah, we, we part yeah. of that belief and that thought pattern and all that fear on them. Um, mm. And it's so interesting because equally you'll see videos of kids that just go and pick up a crawling thing and they don't yeah. think twice. They might even shove it in their mouth and you think oh my god you know and it's like you've got that side of it and you've got other kids as well the fear hasn't been put in their minds or they've had a dog around them in their life and they will want to pet any animal well they'll be so fearless they they don't see no fear because they, they've not had a chance to embed that belief and that fear uh so i just i do find that interesting too so i think it is a, a good point to for us to be mindful i guess in the space of what beliefs we carry assess our own belief system, see are they still serving us or not, and reevaluate where we're at and what can we improve our beliefs on. Um, hang around with people who have more open-minded, positive way of looking at things because that will rub off on you. If the world does rub off on us, let's use it to our advantage. <laughs> you know, and um, the other thing I would just add as well is, it, I know it sounds really silly saying it, but honestly, it's worked for me and it's worked for people I've worked with. This delusional side of it, so, like, you know, I was just, I was started talking about worthiness and some people who don't feel they're worthy. You know, if you start feeling like you're really worthy and you truly deserve it of something, you say it enough times, you think it enough times, you will eventually truly believe it because the way this construct is. And uh, you will eventually get to a place where you will feel like, you know, amazing because you made yourself convinced you built your belief system up and I even remember myself sometimes walking around when people used to look at me I'd sometimes like I know other people who have been in the same boat as me like friends and stuff I've been like oh my god I know that they're criticizing something about me if they're looking at me they're probably judging what I'm wearing they're judging the way my hair is they're judging my size they're judging my skin color they're judging whatever I'd always sit there thinking oh they're looking at me thinking I'm so amazing I'm so beautiful oh look they're so wowed by my beauty and I'd, I'd have a little joke with myself but I'd always walk around thinking this, that no, anybody looks at me, they're looking at me because I look so amazing. And obviously it's not fully true, but the fact that I made myself believe that built my confidence so I could mm-hmm. happily go and speak to anybody in any situation. And it really helped me just open up and be outside my shell. And um, it also eventually led to me having an affirmation that I get complimented wherever I go. I, yes. I receive daily compliments. I receive compliments all the time. And when I started affirming this, no word of a lie, I started noticing it more. People would yeah. just tap me on the shoulder and be like, "You've got, I love your coat. Where did you get that? Or can I just ask what colour hair do you've got? Your hair looks amazing. And I would get randomest compliments from people because I started putting it out into the universe and I embedded it in my belief system. So belief systems can be so powerful Mm, irony mm. of it being that they're just constructed from us and we as human beings are so powerful and we have that power to make ourselves or destroy ourselves through this and I know it sounds really like so extreme to say this but 
honestly in the, in the world that myself and Rose work this is this is how it can be used in such a powerful way for yourself in a very positive way too it's not just about let's be negative that everybody's got belie limiting belief systems it's like actually you can break those turn them around and use them to your favor exactly I'm, i mean everything you've said i you know second um and one of the things i want to come back with you know you mentioned about the news and and how um there's a lot of negativity and I've even spoke about that because in psychology they say we led to negativity well when I was growing up um my grandma had loads of sayings and she always said an empty vessel makes the most noise and what I would say to a lot of people is that yes we do see a lot of negativity but nobody actually comes and says hear this good thing happening. So how do we know there's more negative in the world than positive? We mm -hmm. only see the negative. Mm -hmm. So therefore we're believing that is because we're not seeing it. But I remember when, um, and this is this is just split into my mind. I remember when I first met Suman, Suman had some fridge magnets and it said, believing is seeing not necessarily seen is believing. Do you remember that fridge magnet? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was one of my first taglines of my first, my coaching uh, space that I've started working in, and that was my tagline. Exactly. So Im imagine this. We're seeing all this negative because we are wanting to, it's programming for us to believe it. But imagine if you think to yourself, well, actually, there is loads of good going on. And there is loads of good going on in the world. There's a lot of people doing a lot of good in the world. Now, that is my belief. But not only is it my belief, I have actually seen it. I see it on a daily basis. I see it on a daily basis. Maybe that's my affirmation and it's my belief. But because I believe that, I always, I always believe where there's a negative, there's a positive. It's two sides. It's like a coin. Look two sides mm -hmm. of the same coin. You cannot have one or the other. Now, I suppose this is going more in a spiritual side of things. There is always two sides to anything. And so therefore you can look for, it depends on where your focus is. So again, with your beliefs, you need to look at your focus. Is your focus on all the things that can go wrong, all the negative, all the negative things about yourself, or as your focus on the things that are positive about yourself. Not saying that the positive doesn't exist, I'm just saying you're just Pollyanna and it's only positive. We know the negative exists, it has to, because it's the same, it's two sides of the same coin, but where is your focus? You cannot mm. focus in two places, so it has to be predominantly on one side. Yeah, that reminds me of when I've, again, around the whole worthiness or how people perceive themselves um, and the beliefs that they hold about them, their looks and that kind of thing. Um, you know, I remember, and I've done it plenty of times, but one that stands out to me, uh, I was in a, a speaking event once, a, a speaker training thing, actually. It was like, you know, it's teaching people about speaking on stage and stuff. And a lady was there and, you know, when we do a little group work and little huddles or little breaks and you're chatting to one another, she was such a pretty lady she was a lady who wore a headscarf and she was like she was really fair-skinned because uh, of her ethnicity she was some like unique mixed uh, ethnicity and she had these gorgeous blue eyes and she was just really really she was very pretty and you know we did this exercise amongst ourselves about you know and I do this sometimes in some of my workshops too and I, I'd, I'd recommend anybody listening now do this activity now 
write down a list of five to ten things that you find attractive about yourself you think is beautiful and you like about yourself right and so many people do struggle with this activity they're like well I don't like this I don't like that and they always go towards what they don't like first majority of the times um and I would say dig a little deeper because it might be that you don't like you know that you've got a small nose but maybe you could like the fact that you've got nice eyes or that you've got good skin or you've got good hair or yeah. you might not like your hands but you might like your feet and honestly when I was looking at this lady and, and she was just like she really struggled to find anything she liked about herself and I just thought wow I don't know what she'd been through in her life that had knocked her confidence so much but from where I was standing I could see that she was just such a stunning lady and not just face wise like even in the nature and the way she spoke and carried herself she had a lot of good qualities but she struggled to even think of one and I thought people are like this in the world they don't they don't see their own value they don't understand but start somewhere find one thing you like about yourself and then add to it and this was a massive turning point in my own life too I've shared this story previously outside of this podcast space I'm not sure if I've shared it within the podcast space uh, I may have done I think when we did the mind your relationships um mm -hmm. But yeah, when I was going through a space where a lot of I was receiving a lot of judgment for my size because I'm a big plus size lady and in the Asian community as well, being Indian heritage, we're brought up with this like this expectation that we should all look a certain way and be a certain way. Again, beliefs, these BS beliefs. Um, and there was a part that, you know, it's almost making me feel like, oh, you're only going to be able to get somebody if they're also plus size is the only way you'll find somebody or you need to lose weight in order to get with somebody. And I'm. I refuse to believe that. <laughs> I was just like, no, I'm not going to, I don't believe that. And then I, I went through the assessment of myself of the qualities that I held because I thought, yeah, I might have weight on me. And again, some people might see it as a negative thing. There's people out there in the world who see it as a positive. You know, in some countries and cultures, it's seen as a, a massive positive and a big, like a wealth thing. So mm -hmm. it's, a, it's an interesting thing. And anyways, I went down the route of just writing down what my good qualities was and what I felt like I was bringing to the table. And as I elevated my energy and my beliefs about myself, I brought my, you know, manifested my soulmate into my life. And, you know, we are been happily married now. We just celebrated our eight year anniversary yesterday um, and we're having a baby now. And, you know, he's he's my support and he shows me so much love, care and kindness. And by no means is he plus size. But it was just so interesting to see other people's belief systems that might keep them trapped. But you have to definitely take yourself out of that equation if you can. Because um, equally on the other side, um, I know a person in my circle who they didn't go through a very happy marriage. They went through really, you know, difficult situations with their mental health. Um, eventually their partner left them, had an affair. And they wrote it off in their life that I just don't want to get married again. And it's interesting that you said earlier on in this um, episode about, you know, women who will be like, I'm not going to date a certain type of person. And it's one thing not dating a certain type of person, but this this person with them relationships off altogether that I don't want to be with anybody full stop and they were very young when this happened and they've spent the whole of their life being single now and they carry those beliefs and and it's also not served them in other ways too like when something goes wrong with them like uh, at, at one time they they were dyeing their hair and they got an allergic reaction to it but previous to that they dyed their hair and not had issues but all of a sudden they're like I'm never ever touching a dye box in my life ever again and it's like, it's just such a shame to see sometimes in my world, I feel like if I see people who are really holding themselves back and they're not shining and flourishing and blossoming the way they can, 
I'm really hoping that through this episode today, we've helped inspire you to to not think that way and think, do you know what? Don't write things off so quickly. Assess where you're at and why are you believing that? And is it actually true? And really get yourself in a space to build your confidence, build your mindset, build your, you know, open-mindedness. And it's just, it's it can only serve you. I can't see it being a detrimental thing. No, it's true. It's true. There's one other thing I want to bring with with yeah. regards to bring um, um, belief systems. Sorry, I'm getting all fingers and thumbs here. Can't get my words right. <laughs> I think it's, uh, identity. That is a belief, mm. how we identify ourselves. And that's something that is what causes a lot of the things, you know, I identify myself as a person who cannot be in great relationships. You hear people say that, you know yeah. what, every time I'm in a relationship, it ends badly. They identify themselves like that. And it, identity is a belief. Yeah. And you know what a knock-on effect of that is as well? What they're saying on the back of it is that aff- affirmation, what they keep confirming to themselves and me- keep solidifying it. Every day you affirm it. Every day you affirm it. That's what you're going to get more of. Yeah. I mean, and this is the whole part of manifestation. People think that, um, you, you know, do you, the thing is that, right, I, don't, I mean, some people may not be religious, but if you, if you know about the Bible, it, it's you. Sp- we speak. We speak a lot of things into being. The mm-hmm. same as they say that God spoke the world into being. You know, in seven days, he saw, he saw it was good. He said, "Imagine if we are created in His likeness or her likeness, that mm-hmm. we're actually doing the same thing." So when we're affirming negative things, oh, do you know what? I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I cannot do that. I, I'm not mm-hmm. that way. I'm not that person. I don't look right. I'm too big. I'm too small. I'm too fat. I'm too thin. And we're referring to that every day. Are we not saying this is what we're wanting in our life? I know we say we might, we might not say in the consciously, but subconsciously we have some connection with that. And that because it's part of our belief system, it's part of us. This is what we're I could think of it's like we're oozing that particular thing out of our body every day and attracting mm-hmm. we're attracting that we're oozing that energy so therefore it's like, like it's energy, a cycle isn't it where we keep yeah. creating it but the energy is the thing that you cannot attract the opposite energy I know people say opposites attract but that's actually the the dumbest yeah. thing you attract what's like yourself and um, mm. And, you know, when we're believing, because I remember believing all these things that I would, I couldn't do this. I couldn't speak in front of people. I couldn't have a, I couldn't be a coach who would listen to me. Yeah. I, I've been I, got, I got that. That's the results I got. Nobody listened to me. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to even think that I could do this because I yeah. didn't think I could do this. It was nothing to do with anything else. I believe mm. that. I think I actually said this, um, I, I think I've told this story before. I read an article from this guy who's called Jamie Smart years ago. I, I was first wanting to be a coach, but what was happening, I was struggling because I didn't see myself as being a business person, a coach, all the rest of it. I only saw myself being as I was before doing admin work. I could see myself like that, but I couldn't see myself being this business person, this person who's coaching. 
And I read this article where Jamie Smart had been to, I think it was Slimming World. I'm not sure if we said it in one, if it was, if it's in one of our recent um, episodes. We may have done, but I think it's, it's always great to repeat these great examples. Well, Jamie Smart was at this Slimming World with this gentleman and, they, you know, they had invited him there and he the, he said to the gentleman, so what's going on? And the guy says, well, do you know the truth is I've done this, I've done the Cambridge diet, I've done Weight Watchers and now I'm at Slimming World and I've done this, I've done this and that. All the basic the diets you could think of he'd done. And then Jamie said to him, so what do you think is his problem? He said, well, the truth is I don't see myself as being slim. And Jamie went, well, that's the thing, because you identify with being overweight, so that's what you keep getting. Until you can see yourself and believe yourself to be the thing you want to be, it's not going to happen. And I actually can say that is true, because that's what happened to me. I I would even say for me that, as you've said that, that's true for me. I've held myself with this identity from such a young age of being like and I say it in the podcast again I'm affirming it every time I'm a plus size lady and and I continue to remain a plus size lady whilst I continue to have that belief and identity of myself yeah 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 so we have to be careful that beliefs are more than just you know um yes they come to us but people could have constructed those you know you know in psychology it's all it's a construction of a person's identity so we identify in a particular way Uh, you know we have stereotypes that's a construct and people take them on as well it's a construct but we don't have to be within those constructs we can actually say who we want to be Mm -hmm. you know it's not it's not down to anybody else really once you're not harming anyone I would say that as a clause once you're not harming anyone and you decide who you want to be for the positive side. Yes, we know there's negative in the world, but for the positive to get the things that you want, you can construct that positive identity. You can be that musician. You can be, you know, that businesswoman, that businessman. You can have worked in, a, in a, you know, I have a friend of mine who worked in, um, she did a job that was very basic for many years with no qualifications, but then when she got the idea and she made the decision and the belief that she could become a nurse, she's now she's now a nurse. And it took her a long time because she was in her she was in her late 30s when she decided that. But she decided that. So if you can if you can decide that and then start building the belief by doing the things to get to that place, by you know, taking the courses, you know, reading up on it, just absorbing all that information to get the identity you want you can actually change that yeah I totally again I know I've been agreeing with you all through this episode I don't think there's many episodes I don't agree with yourself again you're right like attracts like where we're here today um but yeah no um I love that you gave that example because uh it really reminds me of like when people they really there's a time when we're talking about childhood and we talked about this example about we don't even realize beliefs that we carry on to our own when we yeah. can get to that space where we understand that they they're probably not our own and they can be changed or you know questioning does this belief serve me you come to a space where like you've just said really nicely about make a decision and what I'd add to that is decide what beliefs 
you want to have. Choose them. Make a choice. When you start making a choice on what beliefs you'd rather have, and you can start replacing those redundant beliefs, you will so much be happier and better for it. It'll just help you in so many different ways. Um, and I know this has become a bit of an extended episode of ours now, but I just feel like it's such a deep topic, topic and such a, like I said before, powerful topic and a powerful, you know, thing to have. Uh, but something I do want to explore before we do go, and I'm going to pick your brains again, as I always do, Rose, um, beliefs around money mindset. I think that's something that comes up for me a lot as well in the work mm -hmm. that I do and the clients that I've got. And people, again, having a limited perspective on how much they can earn or money is evil, money, you know, doesn't grow on trees. And it's something mm -hmm. I'm still working on and I've worked on a lot for myself to try and move and this and, and start being like, no, money is abundant. Money comes to me easily and effortlessly, you know, for the good of all, to the harm of none. I use all these types of different affirmations. So I guess I'd love to pick your brains about this because I know it's also been something that you've you've worked with quite a lot with clients and possibly with yourself as well. Right, well, again, I would say this is very linked with... <laughs> Money is linked with your how you identify yourself. The thing is that if we don't identify ourselves as being worthy, we can't attract the money that we want. And even if we do attract the money that we want, I, I've seen this in my own life, you attract it, but it doesn't stay with you because you don't yeah. really believe that you're worthy. So sometimes it's not the money. We, we look at the money to think it is the money, but actually the belief is about how we believe about ourselves. Think about it this way. Um, I wanted to, I always wanted to work for myself, but before that, I always wanted a higher paying job. But because I didn't believe I could get that or I was worthy of that job, I didn't get that. Yeah. Yeah. I then got to a point where I realized that there was a point before I started my business, I realized that actually I'm really good at what I do. I then got headhunted. Prior to that, because I didn't believe I was good at what I do and I was evaluating me, that wouldn't have happened. Does that make sense? So sometimes when money is on, money is a is an instrument. It's a tool. Yeah. yeah. Some people even say money is an energy. Money is just energy. Well, it, it it is really because if you don't have that energy to attract it, it ain't coming to you. Mm. <laughs> you know. But so I think. I think that we sometimes we deal with the thinking about the money, the tool, like a bit like love. Again, mm. it's similar, a bit like love. People will say, well, I can't attract love, but do you love yourself? Yeah. yeah. The same yeah. with money. You want the money, but do you, do you feel that you deserve that money? Do you really believe you deserve that money? Do you believe you have the value to be able to ask for that money? Do you believe you're valuable in that way to say, okay, because it, it comes to for value. Money comes across to people for value. And if we don't believe we have any value to give, we're not going to get that extra that that extra that we want. So if I never, when I was thinking, oh, that I'd like to be a manager, but I was saying, but I don't think I've got the skills. I'm not saying I'm valuable in the way to be able to get that job, to be able to get that higher income. I know it seemed... Not many people, I don't know, there is few people that teach that way, but I don't think everybody, people all focus on. A lot of things that we have issues with is down to how we see ourselves and how we believe about ourselves first. Once we actually sort that part out, 
everything else will come towards us. So the money will then come because you know, you've now filled your cup up. You've actually changed those beliefs. You now believe from inside out. So inwardly, you believe that you deserve that. You, you've also um, uplifted your skills, talents, you know, whatever it is you need to do to be able to say, actually, I am, I'm valuable for that thing. It then comes towards you. So sometimes that, that's my belief, right? So I would just say that's my belief. And it's also not just a belief. It's what I've experienced as well. Only until I got to the point where I started to value myself, did the clients come, did even the jobs with a higher pay come, all of it, because I, I started to believe I was more valuable. I knew I had value to give. I also went and found out and made myself value by studying, by doing this, doing that, to be able to have that. And then the money came. Does that make sense? Makes total sense to me personally, because I've also been on that similar journey to yourself. And absolutely, as she was saying, it, I'm like, is she talking about me? Because like, wow. Because honestly, I I actually went through the same. So I can actually echo this and resonate and hopefully uh, reinforce this to listeners who are listening as well, that we're not just making stuff up here. It's literally is things that we have seen. And as I built my value for myself and I realised I was worth more and I could do more and I had so much more to offer, uh, not even just in a workplace, even in relationship-wise, like I, I gave that example earlier, when I when I built my worth up, the prospects came, the, the, the opportunities to date and, you know, have these, build these relationships came. And then, of course, my husband came through all of those connections. But absolutely, even in my working life was the same. As I built my value of how I seen my skill set, my mindset, where I'm at, where I can offer a company, I also got headhunted too. And I got into the higher pay brackets that I'd put on my goal goal board as I say dream boards and goals that we set for ourselves and so yeah I've definitely seen that myself so yeah I guess uh just to kind of summarize here now um some final thoughts uh, as we bring this episode to a close um I feel like our belief systems are so linked to so many other aspects of ourselves from what I've heard from yourself Rose it's linked to our identity linked to our values and uh, it's not a, a, a very clear-cut black and white thing that we sometimes think it is so it's just about understanding this of it side of it and hopefully this episode has helped any listeners to expand their way that they look at beliefs and again explore that side of yourself and build up those good positive beliefs um it's linked to health it's linked to wealth it's linked to relationships uh, and overall for me i feel like it does be linked to our whole overall well-being of how we perceive things and you know make it good for yourselves and um yeah uh any final thoughts from yourself rose well do you know what you've actually summarized it up very well to be honest <laughs> everything that you said there's not really much else i can i can add um I, if anything i would say that your beliefs can be changed you you are able to change them do you know you could believe something today and then tomorrow you learn something and then you go, actually, my belief needs an upgrade because I know what I was believing. I know something new now. And so I would say that your beliefs don't have to be static. Do you know what I mean? They don't have to be static. That's the only mm-hmm. thing I would say, really. So, yes, you might have always believed this or my grandmother believed it and my grandmother's grandmother believed it. But is it? Is it, is it still appropriate now? 
Yeah, I love that because it's like what you reminded me there is, again, a reminder for the listeners. Don't, like I said earlier on, don't be so attached to your beliefs. I think sometimes we can be so attached to certain beliefs that we can take to our graves. And if it's not served us in our lives, what's the point? And then when you talked about upgrading, what came in my head, when, when our phone starts getting a bit like knackered and we're ready for upgrading our phone, when our car needs changing and we need a new car, we upgrade all these other things physically in our lives. I think it's time for us to take that little rain check and check in on do we need to upgrade those beliefs we're carrying. That is so true. And just think, as you said, we upgrade all these things around us, the phone, the car, even the stuff, even the kettle in the house. Yeah. But why don't we actually do that with ourselves? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Why don't we do that with ourselves? We are important. I think my final word would be that we are so important. It's important to to know what you believe in. And if you think if you're not, if you believe, if you want to find out if it belongs to someone else, have a conversation with someone, say to them, this is what I believe. And then if they, if they say, well, why, which is what most people will do, they'll say, why, and you can't answer them. That belief might not be your own. It may be something you've got from your family, etc. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Rose, as always. So much wisdom imparted, and I'm hoping I've been able to also share some two nuggets there. Um, as always, we would love to hear your feedback from how you found this episode or any of our episodes up to this point and uh, email is the best way of course unless you're following us on our Instagram page we have got mind your thoughts podcast Instagram page do follow us there and leave your thoughts and comments there alternatively you can email us our email is mavenbody at gmail.com that's m-a-v-e-n-b-o-d-d-i-e at gmail.com and as always until next time do mind your thoughts Thank you for listening to us today. Next time you feel distraught, remember to mind your thoughts.